Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the Savage States of America. Yes, I am. Here I am, Michael Savage, the President of the Savage States of America, which are no longer savage, no longer states. What we are is a passive assemblage of losers. The nation has been destroyed by the Biden gang. The borders are busted. The economy is in shambles. Gasoline has gone from three fifty to five dollars a gallon in California. The Middle East had a war. What else has happened? There's a minority crime wave under Biden. What else has happened? COVID is being spread under Biden owing to the illegal aliens being bussed across the border. Borders, language, and culture have been destroyed in only a few months. It's the seventh month of the year 2021. This gang has taken over and set out to destroy this nation. Now, here's the important part for today's podcast and interview with President Donald Trump. During his presidency, every day in every way, we were told he was the most evil man on earth since Hitler. The vermin in the media, the socialist communist perverts in the media twisted the minds of America into thinking Donald Trump was the devil incarnate. And look what we have now. Look what the media has done to this country. It was the media that destroyed Trump. It was the media that created this vermin in the White House. I can't begin to tell you how I feel other than telling you how I feel. And now we're going to go to the interview that you've all been waiting for, which is an interview with President Donald Trump. Nobody in this country can believe that in only six months, the economy would be in shambles. The Middle East would have seen a new war. 
A crime wave would be sweeping inner cities. Gasoline has gone up. COVID is being spread. And that's just the beginning. What about inflation? Haven't heard anything about that. And where the hell are the Republicans? And now we go to President Donald Trump to ask him what he thinks can be done until this nightmare is over and whether there'll be an America left at the end of the nightmare. President Trump, welcome to the Savage Nation. Hello, Michael. How are you, Michael? I'm still fighting the good fight, Mr. President. Good. That's good. I know you will. You always will. I said in 2016, when people were saying things about you, I said, even if we, because of the politics in this country, even if we only get 10% of what Mr. Trump promises, it would be 110% more than we would be getting under uh, Hillary. What we have under Biden now, you delivered 1,010% more. The country is melting down. It is. It is. If you look at the border, if you look at what's going on with justice, if you look at all of the things that are happening, and frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's It's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism. That really is literally it is. There's no, there's no, there's no other word. Communism. No other words for it. But look what Biden is doing, whether it's him or someone else. They're they're spreading covid by bringing right. in illegal illegal aliens who are not vaccinated. Right. Most of whom are going into L.A. and were saying, oh, L.A. has a spike of COVID, the Delta variant, and they don't tell us where it's coming from. It's coming from the illegal aliens. They're busting them over. Well, they have COVID. They also come out of the prisons. They're emptying their prisons in South America, oh. and uh, they're sending their prisoners here. And why wouldn't they if you can do that? That's a pretty good deal. They're, the are... they're young men of military age. President Trump, it's like yeah. an invasion. Everything the right wing said that was mocked by the vermin in the media is 100% true. Yep. No, it's, uh, there's never been anything like it. The open borders, I mean, I can't even say in particular, maybe inflation in particular. You know, there are a lot of things right now going on, Michael. And, you know, the whole thing with inflation is it is a terrible. You remember the Jimmy Carter days where the prime rate went to 22%. I do. Can you believe that, right, just to think about yes. it. And I, I happen to be around and... I want to tell you, there's never been a time like that, but that was all caused by inflation and other things, a few other things, but mostly yeah. inflation. And, uh, you know, when you look at gasoline, I was one eighty-seven, a dollar and eighty-seven. Well, I cent. swear you took the words out of my mouth. I remember yep. when you were president, gas prices were low. They're almost $5 yeah. a gallon here right yeah. now in They're California. And there's not yeah. a word from the vermin in the media. Well, did you hear the new one is they're negotiating with OPEC, Russia, Saudi Arabia. They're negotiating with OPEC in order to try and get enough uh, fuel into our country. Whereas four months ago, we were absolutely energy independent and nobody thought that would ever happen. And we did it. And we were in fact, my problem was keeping the price up a little bit. So the industry isn't destroyed. You remember that? Yes, I do. We had so much. We had so much energy. And now. Those fields have been closed down. They hit them with environmental nonsense, and they ended all sorts of uh, leases and and uh, drilling regulations. They put on to a level that you can't drill anymore. It's it's just crazy what's happening. All right, so, so we've got an open border, a crime wave under Biden in the inner city, so to speak. Cost right. of gas is out of control. COVID is spreading because they're bringing in diseased illegal aliens. 
a Middle East war, which I predicted would happen within three months of of the Democrats taking over. You you created peace between the Arabs and the Jews. I did. They called you. I they did. called you every name under the sun. You made peace between the Arabs yeah. and the Jews. This SOB created a war, and they let him get away with it. And you're a big fan of Israel. Israel was safe, and now uh, I believe that Israel is in very, very big trouble if they go back into this ridiculous uh, Iran nuclear deal. Mm. If the election weren't rigged, we would have, uh, you would have already had that deal. It would have been done. It would have been done within one week after the election. They can't believe how lucky they got between China and Iran and a couple of others. They're very happy. They're very happy. And Russia, by the way, because I was the one that pointed out the pipeline. You never heard about the pipeline until... Nord Stream. You never heard about that. You never heard that word until I got in. And I said to Germany, wait a minute, we're defending you. We're spending a fortune to defend you. We have 52,000 soldiers there and we're defending you against Russia and you're paying Russia billions of dollars. So we're defending you. And the one we're defending you against is getting billions and billions of dollars supplying you with energy. Uh, how does that work, Angela? How does that work? So, you know, yeah, President just... Trump, everything they accused you of, you didn't do. And everything they yeah. accused you of, Biden was doing and is doing. Yeah. And vermin in the media like Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper in particular, they're the ones who are working for the Democrat Party. It's a nightmare for all of us. So here's the, yeah. next, the main question. I know you're extremely busy. We're sitting here on the sidelines watching our country being melted down. Mm -hmm. The Republicans seem to be invisible Mitch McConnell may as well be a marionette. Right. How the hell do we, the people, do anything about it? Well, we have some great Republicans and we have some bad ones. We have uh, Mitch is a bad leader. He always has been. And I could have told you that a long time ago. Uh, we would have had the wall a lot sooner if I didn't have the problem of him and Paul Ryan. That mm. was a problem. And, uh, you know, they said, oh, we'll get it next year. Next year came along and they didn't produce it. And then I had to get it through all sorts of legal challenges. It took me two and a half years of winning mm -hmm. lawsuits. And we built it, and it was going to be completed very shortly. Another month, it would have been completed. It's all there, ready to be put back, and then you paint it, you know, which they're not doing. It'll end up rusting to death, and it's, you know, it's just incredible. But the Republicans, we do have great people also, and uh, I will say, we, if we had leadership, this party would be amazing, but Mitch is not a good leader. He's just a survivor. Well, he's a I good call, survivor, I, I, but he's not a good leader. For years, I called him the gobbler because his neck, unfortunately, looked like a turkey to me, so it was a way of recognizing him in a caricature. It's not yeah. a funny thing, though. This guy seems to be out only for the rhinos, period, uh, a yeah. government of the rhinos, by the rhinos, and for the rhinos. Yeah. Now, I don't want to raise the question that is most pregnant, which is, are you going to run in 2024? I know you can't say, but can you say? Well, I can't really because of uh, campaign finance rules, regulations, very complicated, very stiff, and uh, frankly, very antiquated, if you want to know mm. the truth. It's ridiculous. It's actually right. ridiculous. So but, you can't, you uh, but I will be talking about it, and I think a lot of people are going to be very happy and we're doing great in the polls. You saw uh, CPAC recently, 98% approval rating of the Republican Party. Nobody's ever had a rating like that. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're vicious. They come at you. They've come at me with investigations now for five years. From the day I came down the escalator, it's uh, and you win and win and win. Then they send them into New York radical yeah. left prosecutors, and oh. they go after you. It's just a terrible... You're, it, you it, and your family, no one knows how you have the yeah. stamina for this. Now they're going after your friend Tom Barrack, an inaugural committee chair yeah. for doing nothing, just to destroy yeah. your friends? 
Yeah, no, it's uh, an amazing. I just heard that. I literally just heard that they're going after Tom Barrack. I want and to say uh, one thing, President Trump. I mean, it's Trump. just nobody's ever had a thing like this. I nobody. That. No, it's nobody. like it's like living in a banana republic. Yeah, this is we where are. you see this kind of behavior under the Biden gang. I we had it in the election, and we got them by surprise in 2016, and they said it'll never happen again, and they cheated, and they dropped ballots, and they did all that stuff that you're not afraid to talk about, but a lot of people are afraid to even mention it, and it's true. You know, you see what happened. You see what's coming out of Arizona. You see what's coming out of Georgia. Numbers that you call it determinative, meaning it determines the election, but determines the election many, many times over. We're not talking about, you know, you're going to win by three votes. Uh, by many, you know, they're all close. I was winning by a lot at 10 o'clock in the evening. And then after the counting, the counters were more important than the candidate, mm. uh, unfortunately. But it was it, it disgraceful. And that's sort of where it started and, and before the election. And even the polls, they said I was going to lose in Wisconsin by 17 to 19 points. They did that four years ago and I won Wisconsin. And they did it again. I said, I can't believe they do it again. And I called the pollster and I said, you know... Why would they say 17? Why don't they just, because they're crooked. It's, you know, Washington Post, ABC. Mm. And they said 17 points. You know what that does? That keeps people home. They mm. say, we love the president, but if he's going to lose by 17 points, and in my opinion, I won the state. But even if you go by their fake numbers, it was extremely close, right? Extremely. They said I was going to lose by 17 to 19 points. Uh, these are corrupt people. This is a very well, corrupt look, thank country. thank God some of the judges, you put in hundreds of federal judges, one of whom just blocked DACA uh, a week ago, and right. I think that the judges could save us in time for you or someone you handpick uh, in 2024. Everyone I just hope no they have the courage. I hope they have the courage. Who, the judges? They're under Who? a lot of... The judges? They're under a lot of pressure, in my opinion, because we've had some very good cases before judges, and the judges just don't have the courage, including the Supreme Court. They haven't had the courage I to saw, do what's right. I, it's saw. I want it's to say shocking. this, President Trump... I remember when you won back in uh, November of 2016. I was at Mar-a-Lago. That's when right. I first really I met you maybe once before then. And I went up to you and people said, oh, don't go near him. The Secret Service will stop you. And you wave me over. You're a big right. guy. I'm not a big guy. You put your arm around me and you wave the Secret Service away. And you said, no, no, without this guy, I wouldn't be president. I tried to warn you about the backstabbers. I warned you about the, the walrus, the mustache. Remember you even asked me and right. I said, well, don't don't trust the walrus. Yeah. I backed you. Be I backed you before Levin. I backed you before Hannity. They all backed Cruz. They mocked you. I'm going to say this: If you run again, I'd like to be on your kitchen cabinet. I have very good eyes and ears for people. You do. You do. You get it. You've been doing it a long time, and you're smart. And your son is even smarter than you. How's he doing? Okay. <laughs> I love what you called him when we met. He's the best of the both of us. You know how the child is yeah, supposed no, to be better than the, than the part, right? Your no, wife is a, a winner, and he's a winner. It's great. It's great. Well, it's great genes. It's great genes. But well, all I can say is you, know, you know the business. You get it, and uh, that's a terrific thing. Well, I hope to be able to see you prior to the elections. Uh, you can trust me and my family like nobody else because we never Absolutely. ask you. We never ask you for anything. Right. We don't that's want true. anything. All we want is America to be great again, and you are our greatest hope right now, Donald Trump. Well, you want America to survive because there's a very thin line right now between survival and not because this country is going 
to a level of, of left that nobody could imagine, including Bernie Sanders, who's going around saying, I can't believe this stuff has happened. This is far more than he ever talked about. Yes. He wouldn't have been able to talk about this. He's, and he, uh, he we is, won the election. But even if you go by their numbers, it was a 50-50 deal. It was like so close. And then so what happened? You know, I got 75 million votes, the most ever gotten by a city, sitting president. There's no mandate for him. No to change mandate whatsoever. Who told him that we wanted communism? Where yeah, was the well, election? Where was the, you were saying watch out for socialism, and now we have yeah. open communism, and we're yeah. supposed to sit here and make believe it's perfect. Well, the press and the media and the big tech, of course, but the press is just, they just play right into the hands they won't talk about. You could find the worst things ever with regard to the other side. They will never write about it. It's unbelievable. Now, maybe way, at some I point they I'm, have to, because people are seeing it, so we'll see what happens. Before you run. There's enormous voter remorse for those who left you and went over and voted for him. Even amongst Democrats, they cannot believe what's happening to our borders, language, and culture. If the election were held today again, seeing what this gang has done to this nation under the Biden-Pelosi gang, and I say that because Kamala Harris is a factotum of the Pelosi people here in San Francisco, the best I can figure out, they right. would not have voted for this man. You would have won by a landslide. Yeah. Well, we talked about it. We said he was against energy. We said he's against all of the things that happened. We said he's for open borders. And it's not him. I really don't believe it's Joe Biden. I think it's a group of people that nobody has been able to figure out. Hmm. But uh, what they're doing, they're destroying the country. The country is being destroyed. They're emptying their prisons out into our countries. Their yes. prisons are going to be empty. And these are prisoners worse than anybody that we have. These are, you know, these are killers. These are hardcore gang members. They scare the hell out yeah. of all of us. We have a crime wave under Biden of minorities attacking Jews, attacking Asians. True. And, and True. Biden has never said one thing about the hate crimes against Asians. The hate crimes against Orthodox Jews in New York. I've not seen anything like this since Nazi Germany. And that doofus says nothing. Yeah, no, it's true. all right. Look, so, I know. I promise. Very sad, you, very sad time, but we'll get it back. We're going to get it back. I promised Margot I would not keep you, and I know that okay. you and I don't, when you you and I get talking, we could go on. I don't want to be. We a, could. I don't want to let it go on too long. I hope to see you. God bless you. God bless Melania. God bless your son. God bless your family. We love you very much. Thank you, Michael. And keep it going. You're very important. You're a very important voice. I don't even think you, you know how important, but. You are a very important voice. Keep it going. Thank you so much, President Trump. Thanks, Michael. Well, it's Hello. with you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Well, you just heard my interview with President Donald Trump. I think it was fantastic. I must tell you, it's frightening to see what's going on in this country. He said something that I want to focus on for a quick minute before we go into the actual data on voter remorse, which I mentioned to President Trump. And that is even by their own numbers, it was only a 50-50 split during the election. And yet they've taken it, though, as though it's a mandate for outright naked communism in this country. Biden flooding America with military age illegal aliens from prisons which are worse than the Mariel boat invasion? I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's a nightmare. The crime wave, the inflation, the gasoline prices, the COVID being spread from the illegal aliens being brought in by Biden without one word from the vermin in the media. How do we survive this? Remember I brought up the judges? I said, you put in some good judges. And he said, 
hesitantly. Well, he said, I hope they have the guts to stand up. He said, actually, what we heard from him is the, the federal judges he put in a libel cave-in. The Supreme Court is libel cave-in. And I don't know what can be done to prevent Biden and his cohorts from ruining the nation while we wait for the midterms. I don't know at all. But the fact of the matter is, we, the American people, are sitting here watching a virtual Frankenstein nightmare while Jeff Bezos is doing a stunt of flying for 11 minutes in space for an ego trip with a tone-deaf victory lap while his workers are worked to death. This is the nation we live in. We're now going to talk about something else, which is the latest polls are showing grave voter remorse for having elected this Biden-Harris ticket of communists. Stay tuned to the Savage Nation podcast and be sure to tell your friends about it. Thank you. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Someone I know very well who knows the president very well suggested that if he runs again, which is a big if, that I should be an advisor to him this time, an official advisor like Reagan's kitchen cabinet. I said, well, I tried that last time and it didn't work. He said, well, he was surrounded by the wrong people. They misadvised him. You tried to warn him against many different people. You told him to stay away from Priebus. You told him to stay away from uh, the walrus. He didn't listen to you. And he said to me, you need to tell Trump in a much harsher tone that you should be an advisor. You're always nice and supportive. You were the first one. Even though he now doesn't like Drudge, you delivered Drudge to Trump by bringing him to Mar-a-Lago, which frankly got him elected. That is a fact. You warned Trump about his backstabbers. You backed him before Levin and Hannity, who backed Cruz. In fact, they laughed at him. Say it again. Tell him he must trust you this time, different than before. All of his platform is exactly what you've been preaching for 30 years. He could trust you, Michael, like no one else. Not even his own family. This is real. That's what you need to say to him. You need to tell him that every person you told him to watch out for screwed him. The walrus, the head of the RNC who became his chief of staff who leaked on him. Many other examples. Also tell him he cannot drill oil in the Arctic. He needs to stop this anti-environmental stuff. He has to stop the animal abuse, meaning don't rape the Arctic. And he said, the only way you're able to tell him all this is not on your show. So I don't know how you make these demands. You don't want any money from him. All you want is to help him guide his policies to not piss off women. But this is what his advisors said and guided him. So he had their advice. And he still thinks he won and got cheated. So he thinks that those who advised him are smart and know it all and doesn't need anyone else. I don't know what else to say. He said, Michael, keep it on this and then later talk environment as he obviously needs you to advise him on these issues. I don't know if any of this will have any bearing, but I thought I would share it with you. But I, what I really want to talk about right now is the president's loss and the consequences of America having voted for Biden-Harris if they really did vote for Biden-Harris. Nobody will really know. And there's a great article called Voters' Remorse, Votes to Have Consequences by Dr. Michael Heng on Medium.com. And he says, no one will buy a new car with a faulty engine. A test drive would have discovered signs and symptoms of the bad product. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete 
lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh, sing me, Miss Kim. And he said, the morning after you buy your new car, what if it doesn't start? What if the engine splutters on the way to your first destination? What if it repeatedly died and had to be started again over and over again? What if you get to your office, but you could not boast and show off your new car because the car wouldn't start? That's what buyer's remorse feels like. And he says during the first 90 days after electing Biden as the 46th president, many have come to have many second thoughts about their decisions to elect him. Well, we don't have such buyer's remorse here. But for the Americans who voted for Biden and Harris, did they really expect the first 90 days of their new vice president and their new president to be like having a faulty new car that they can't return? And then uh, the voters remorse column by Dr. Michael Heng lists some of the domestic actions and their impact hurting ordinary Americans during their first 90 days in office. One, the price of a gallon of gas rose about 30% as the U.S. moves to an oil-dependent country from an energy-independent oil-producing company. Here in California, gas is $5 a gallon. Under Trump, it was about three fifty. Two, jobs lost by canceling the Keystone XL pipeline and immediately destroying 11,000 jobs, 7,000 of them, Joe, union jobs without providing any alternative jobs for those affected, despite lying and saying there'd be many, many high-tech jobs. Three, allowing biological males to participate in women's sports anytime they wish to identify themselves to be, which subsequently demoralized women athletes by removing their natural ability to compete fairly with their own sex. Four, removing restrictions to illegal immigration by allowing any foreign national to live in the United States without going through the legal immigration process and getting social and medical benefits like any other legal American. Reviving sanctuary cities where illegal aliens are allowed to roam freely without fear of arrest or prosecution. Many of them are criminals. Six, encouraging massive influx of illegal immigrants to compete with the 9 million unemployed Americans for jobs, hurting mostly black Americans and other minorities who mostly voted for Biden. Seven, Indians in Utah lost significant revenue as new permits were halted for drilling and mining on their land. Eight, requires non-citizens to be included in the census and apportionment of congressional representatives, which allows illegal aliens to vote and distort the representation of legal citizens, even though this is expressly forbidden by the U.S. Constitution. Nine, they removed restrictions on U.S. entry for passport holders from seven countries which have a majority of Muslims originally barred by the Obama administration due to difficulties in authenticating non-terrorism connections. 10. Within Biden's first 30 days in office, nearly 100,000 illegal aliens were arrested in February 2021 at the U.S.-Mexico border, the highest since 06. On March 3, 2021, more than 4,500 illegals were caught, signifying that illegal entries would continue to rise well into 2021. 11. Stop the construction of the border wall, which completed 450 miles of the targeted 664 miles, leaving the United States $3.4 billion of legally contracted work unfinished. 
So their premature termination will cost the U.S. government about U.S. $700 million in default payments and eliminates 5,000 American jobs, at least 12. We're talking about voter remorse for this gangster regime that's now running America. 12, a U.S. $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package where less than 5% go to COVID-19 related items, most of the money being spent only from 2022 on. 13, a U.S. $3 trillion tax increase through raising corporate rates to 28%, eliminating the 20% pass-through deduction for qualified businesses, and raising individual rates on the, quote, wealthy, the top 1%, or those making more than $400,000 in a family, and taxing capital gains at individual rates, or 39.6%, effectively doubling rates and impeding people's investments in their own future. That is what voter remorse looks like. The Biden-Harris gang is destroying the nation, destroying the economy, destroying the people, and destroying America. Have a nice day. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Immigration has always been essential to America. Let's end our exhausting war over immigration. For more than 30 years, politicians have talked about immigration reform, and we've done nothing about it. It's time to fix it. On day one of my presidency, I kept my commitment and sent a comprehensive immigration bill to the United States Congress. As we speak, the criminal regime of Biden-Harris is flooding America with illegal aliens. People are astonished to be watching on television thousands upon thousands of illegal aliens, mainly men of military draft age, from Honduras and Central America, being welcomed at the border, welcomed at the border with cars taking them across the country. Now, if you think this is going to end well, you are insane. These are largely illiterate people. What are they being brought into this country for? How many of them are drug mules? This is a criminal act. Do you understand this? But what about Harris? Kamala Harris, the next fraudster. According to a Trafalgar poll, 63% not confident Harris ready to be president. According to a new Trafalgar Group survey, poll participants were asked, based on her performance as VP, how confident are you that Kamala Harris is ready to be president? A total of 59% answered not confident at all, etc. This was based upon 1,161 likely voters. Even 42% of the Democrats said they were either not confident at all or not very confident in Harris being ready to assume the nation's top office. So we know that she is another fraudster, part of the Biden crime regime. What about the Hispanics who took part in the survey? What do you think about that? Most Hispanics are not confident in Harris that she's ready to be president. Not at all. Did you know that? In mid-May, a McLaughlin poll found that former President Trump defeated Harris head-to-head something made more significant by nearly two-thirds of voters saying they don't think Joe Biden will finish his current term. Nobody does. He's senile. He's feeble. Can you imagine if she becomes president, part of the corrupt machine of San Francisco? Are you listening to this? She waited three months to visit the southern border after being named to take charge of the immigration insanity. Her staff suffers from her beratement and low morale. On her first foreign trip as VP, Harris was criticized for how she handled questions about giggling. 
during an interview with NBC News, Kamala Harris laughed and said, and I haven't been to Europe either. Back in Washington a few days later, Kamala Harris snapped at a Univision anchor during a remote interview. Axios reported earlier this month that some Democrats are concerned that Kamala Harris's border stumbles and political tone deafness, their words, could be disastrous for her in 2024, should she run for president. What good does that do us? We won't survive to 2024 if she takes over. She won't survive at all. This is a nightmare. And where is the military in all of this invasion from the southern border? Remember General Miley? Remember him? The head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff called General Man Mountain Miley? This came to me from a former Vietnam War veteran, highly decorated combat veteran. He said, Miley is reported to have said in a meeting with other generals referring to, quote, right-wing extremists, quote, that we have all the guns, referring to the military. He said to me, Miley is a Princeton alumnus, which makes me wonder if they taught history while he was at Princeton. He says to me, one of the most famous battles in our war for independence happened right on the campus of the college, which later became Princeton. Cannon shot are still embedded in the outer walls of one of the iconic original buildings at Princeton University. Those cannon shot were fired by men demonstrating the ability of an armed people in opposing tyranny. Just the kind of tyranny the overweight, uninspiring, and dangerously political General Miley seems prone to admire, says my friend, the war hero. So who is going to save us? Who is going to save us from these hordes of illegal aliens? How many of them are drug mules? How would you know? How could you not understand what this man is doing to this country, this corrupt criminal Biden-Harris machine? Pay close attention, because what's coming is going to shock you even more. I'm Michael Savage. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. We've heard from President Trump, and you hear what he thinks the State of the Union is. We've also talked about voter remorse of those who were tricked into voting for the Biden-Harris team. And now I'd like to talk about the bigger picture, which is our continuous and continuing fight for America. America... 2020 is much different than America 2021. In 2020, we had the strongest economy in our history. We had a renewed leadership on the world stage. President Trump was cruising to re-election on the strength of his record low unemployment, phase one of an historic trade deal, a far more stable Middle East after the defeat of ISIS, and then a catastrophe. A novel coronavirus originating in Wuhan, China, swept the world, taking hundreds of thousands of lives and wreaking economic and social destruction. Some say it was a pandemic. Some say that the economies didn't have to suffer those lockdowns. But as America battled to its feet and prepared to reopen its economy, the tragic death of George Floyd at the hands of a deranged police officer lit a powder keg of political tension waiting to explode after months of lockdown. And then as the November elections approached, America was at war with itself, trying to decide if it will remain a land of freedom and opportunity or whether a radical new vision will emerge. Well, guess what? A radical new vision has emerged. A communist vision of America has emerged under Biden. And so we're asking questions. Was the American lockdown necessary to defeat COVID-19? Or was it all a politically motivated strategy to harm President Trump's reelection chances? 
Did the death of George Floyd represent a systemic problem with American police? Or did the left simply exploit the tragedy for political purposes? You can figure that one out. You can figure that one out with the rage, the rage of minority crime raging across America, having nothing to do with George Floyd. Where does legitimate protest end and insurrection begin? Where? I'll let you decide where it ended and where it began. I want to look now at the twin plagues in America of COVIDism and communism, the virus profiteers. I want to ask you if uh, Martin Luther King's dream has been hijacked or not. I want to talk about the public health disaster. I want to talk about the war on our liberty, the war on our constitution, the phony moderates, how we have gone from law and order to raw disorder. I want to talk about the neocons and rhinos in the so-called Republican Party. I want to talk about the abyss that we are now on the precipice of, but it's all too much to do in a single podcast. This book that I wrote just before the election called Our Fight for America contains this entire Bible, this entire Bible which has been borrowed from, ripped off from, talked about on Fox News and everywhere else. People have made a fortune off my books. But I'm the man who wrote these ideas, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them today. And this show, the Savage Nation podcast, is more than about a man. It's about a nation. It's about a fight that cannot be fought by any single person. It must be fought by all of us. All of us. After 26 years on the radio, and over a year, almost a year of doing straight podcasts, actually nine months or so, spreading the news and doing my part to resist the radical left's war at our borders, language, and culture, I've now seen in the last year their escalation to a new level, a nuclear war against America. Every news story put out by Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, and the other vermin on the left has become a dirty bomb. Every American institution has become a target of the vermin, the scum on the left. But of course, the two things exploited most by the left wing, have been the coronavirus and the murder of George Floyd. I called it a murder at the time because it was an unnecessary killing of George Floyd. I saw a police officer kneeling on a handcuffed defenseless man for over eight minutes. I was outraged. America was outraged. The crime was passing a counterfeit $20 bill. I don't care that George Floyd was on drugs. I don't care that he had a record. I watched a heartbreaking video, and on the radio, I said the officer should have been charged with first-degree murder and a hate crime. I still stand by that. But I certainly condemn the way the radical left, communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call them, has exploited this tragedy simply for political purposes. But the killing of George Floyd arrived in a perfect storm. The country had been locked down and crippled for three months. People were pent up. The students were not in school, and that's when the left wing struck. Cities were looted and burned in an unprecedented orgy of organized violence. President Trump showed tremendous restraint in not calling out the military, which he should have done, to quell the riots in many cities. And by the way, the military had been called out many times before in American history. Should have been called out then, but the media stopped Trump from doing what needed to be done in Portland, Seattle, and other cities. Meanwhile, the uber-left governors in New York, Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, California, and other blue states who had imprisoned their own populations well beyond any plausible medical necessity 
and destroy the economies of their own states based on fraudulent and misinterpreted data had nothing to say and was silent when tens of thousands of left-wing scum rioted to burn and loot. Suddenly, there was no talk of masks, of social distancing, or washing your hands. There was only talk of revolution from the mouths of these evil governors. But don't be confused. Theirs is nothing like the American Revolution that won our independence from Great Britain. Theirs is more akin to Mao Zedong's Cultural Revolution, the 10-year reign of terror he visited upon the Chinese people to wipe out the last vestiges of capitalism and the traditional Chinese culture and impose his own brand of communism called Maoism, M-A-O-I-S-M. Don't call it Marxism. Dummies call it Marxism. What we're seeing now is Maoism, not Marxism. If you think that's hyperbole, think again. One of the many wonderful tactics of Mao Zedong's cultural revolution was public humiliation. Public humiliation. In what he called struggle sessions, people suspected of being enemies of the communist state would be set upon by co-workers, friends, or relatives, and subject to verbal and physical abuse. Students were often pitted against their teachers, friends, against friends, even spouse against spouse. If the person was important enough, the session might even be held in a stadium before tens of thousands of people. Victims were often physically tortured. Has that wonderful practice come to America? Yes, it has. Critical race theory. It's exactly the kind of struggle session that Mao invented. During the riots in May and June, a Massachusetts police officer lay down on the ground for over eight minutes with his hands behind his back as if he were handcuffed during a Black Lives Matter demonstration. I'm not sure if it is better or worse than this self-humiliation was done voluntarily. What I do know is this type of thing will cease to be voluntary if these subversives get their way. I also know trying to appease this mob is not going to help. The crowd may have been yelling, thank you, chief, while he performed this self-deprecation, but at least one bystander remarked, it's not enough, but it's a start. Nothing is enough to satisfy these left-wing vermin. That's because they're not primarily civil rights activists. They just use that as a wedge. They are primarily Maoists who want to tear down and rebuild our entire society. Don't take my word for it. Just read the Black Lives Matter website. They're quite open about what they want. Here is what they want in their own words. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. To raise a happy, healthy, and hopeful child, it takes a family. It takes teachers. It takes clergy. It takes business people. It takes community leaders. It takes those who protect our health and safety. It takes all of us. Yes, it takes a village. I hope I don't need to tell you that every communist since Plato has wanted to break up the nuclear family and have the village raise the children. But it isn't just this disturbing passage on their website that otherwise somewhat obscures the communist principles of Black Lives Matter. If you take a look at who founded the organization, the bio on Opal Tometi's TED Talk webpage says, 
She is a student of liberation theology, and her practice is in the tradition of Ella Baker, informed by Stuart Hall, Bell Hooks, and black feminist thinkers. Baker, Hooks, and Hall were all well-known communists, Hall having founded the New Left, New Left Review. BLM co-founder Patrice Kahn Cullors sits on the board of the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights, and their third co-founder, Alicia Garza, is special project director for the National Domestic Workers Alliance. Saying that policing in America began as slave patrol, Tometi suggested that police departments should be eliminated and the officers who currently protect us from violent street gangs, murderers, and rapists be replaced with social workers. And, of course, a lot more money. I can go on. I can go on and you see the crime wave in America, the crime wave that is now out of control, largely driven by black males. We're being told it stems from inequality. And if we can take care of each other, we won't need police. Tell that to the Orthodox Jews being beaten in the streets of New York. Tell that to the Chinese in Oakland, California, who are being beaten by black males. Hmm? The Orthodox Jews are not being beaten by police in the streets. They're being beaten by black males in the streets. The Chinese are not being beaten by white supremacists. They're being beaten by black males. Now, I'm not so sure if this is a cynical attempt to leave Americans even more at the mercy of the violent street gangs, the drug gangs, both homegrown and those pouring over our southern border under Biden, or just the most acute case of that mental disorder called liberalism I've ever seen. You see what I'm saying to you? So at the end, this was not about the wrongful killing of a black man, which I myself wholeheartedly condemned. This revolution in America is about much more. The militant communist group Black Lives Matter has gone mainstream with the left-wing multinational corporations trumpeting and supporting these communists. They previously led the movement to abolish the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, and now they want to abolish police departments. It won't stop there. They will eventually call for abolishing the nuclear family, making it illegal, abolishing capitalism, making it illegal taking your private property and the rest of your freedoms. This is what we are up against. COVID-19 was a real public health threat, and George Floyd's killing was a genuine wrongful killing by a police officer, possibly even a hate crime. But the reaction of both has been pure opportunism by the left to destroy what is left of our capitalist economy and our borders, language, and culture, just as Mao Zedong tried to do in China. They must be stopped, and we must stop them. By we, I mean anyone who doesn't share their vision of a cultureless, borderless, socialist slave camp run by liberal bureaucrats and so-called woke multinational corporations. This, my friends, is why we fight. Pay close attention because you are the target. I'm Michael Savage. 